It's another edition of the Talking Solutions Podcast, and in this episode, I'm riding solo, and I'm talking about the pros, the cons, and why, and if you should be starting a podcast for your impact-driven startup. So this is a question that I have gotten quite a few times from fellow founders and things of that nature as well, and just in investors from VCs and talking about podcasting as a whole, obviously podcasting specifically within the last several years, but uh, even longer than that now, has gotten more and more popular over time. It's a wonderful medium. It's a great way for your target audience, whether that be your consumers, customers, or whatever it might be, to digest information about your company, about what you have to say, and all of that. I mean, you can find a podcast on anything, and people love to listen to podcasts. It's a wonderful way. And video podcasts are getting better, bigger now as well, which is something that is kind of new. But even YouTube is starting to kind of create stuff that is beneficial for podcasters as well. So in this episode, I just kind of want to talk about that a little bit because it's something that I think could be very valuable for some startups if you have the budget, the time, and the energy to do so, and also to assess whether or not it is a good idea to do it, because it may not be a great idea for every startup to have in the impact-driven space. But why is it so important for impact-driven founders specifically in startups in that realm to potentially have a podcast? Well, one of it is education, right? So a lot of these impact-driven founders and, and startups, they're solving a problem to a societal issue. And when that happens, sometimes the education isn't there across a mass audience, right? So if you're trying to get more awareness or things of that nature or appeal to it, sometimes people aren't quite fully aware as they would be with something that's a little bit more mainstream, if you will, in a podcast sense. I mean, everything has its own niche, right? But if you create a a podcast about, you know, Game of Thrones, for instance, there's a ton of people that want to talk about Game of Thrones, want to hear about Game of Thrones. It appeals to the masses versus sometimes, uh, you know, for example, uh, Identity uh, from Isaac Etter. If you remember that episode that I had on him, it was a fantastic solution that he has. His startup identity uh, is helping with transracial adoptions and adoption in general about foster care and things of that nature and resources and building a community on that front. It's a wonderful startup, but it doesn't quite appeal to a mass, mass audience. Still, there are obviously loads of people. There's no shortage of it, and there's a huge, huge need for it. Um, But again, you might need to require a little bit more education on that front as well to help kind of promote it to get your message out and things of that nature. So those are some of the benefits and reasons, I guess, why you should have a podcast for your impact-driven startup and what you should be kind of considering going forward is, do does my solution and what I'm providing, does my target audience need more education about my product and about what I'm trying to build or my community or whatever it might be? And if that answer is a resounding yes, then podcasting could be a great medium to do so. And if it is a resounding yes, the next step really is figuring out, okay, how do I do it, right? Like what type of episodes do I do? Do I interview people? Do I interview professionals, right? Like for example, Power Together by Sarah Spear, another episode and founder I've had on the the podcast. She has a community built around education and community resources for special needs, for parents with special needs children, right? That could be something where she could interview experts in the field and talking about some of these disabilities and these challenges, right? And providing kind of science in the background. That could be one example on an interview format as well, right? Cluey with uh, Mary Claire Maynard. Uh, Cluey is a great platform that helps empower you to 
Shop with brands that share your values. So they're scored A through F, just like uh, the American education system. And then what you do is it takes into account many different things, and then it applies a rating to that brand and to see if it's something that's aligned with your values. Is, is your favorite brand aligning with your values? Essentially, where they need improvement? What do they need? So she could do a couple things, right? Uh, so for her company, a podcast could be great to provide educational insight just on what is conscious consumerism. As a consumer, Give me tips on how and what I should be looking for, what type of brands, what brands should be doing so that I can shop more responsibly and be more conscious about my consumerism and more sustainable, right? Or another one is interviewing, again, experts in maybe being an expert in sustainable marketing or things of that nature, right? So those are a few examples of ways that you could incorporate a podcast for your solution in looking at the educational perspective as well. But on the flip side of that, you know, there may not be a need for it, right? There could be so many other ways that you could do it. Maybe you find short form media on Instagram or TikTok is something that you could be doing for videos to provide that education, right? Something that you could really do is kind of test out a long form platform. Maybe go on LinkedIn and do a long live, create a webinar, something like that that's one off. You could test the kind of a response, the type of response that you get. And then you can go from there based off of that response and based off of what you saw, decide whether you want to extrapolate that out into a podcast, right? Another thing is if you're doing an interview style round, are there enough experts in the field that you can continue to interview? What type of topics are you going to be doing for your episodes, right? Because eventually you might start to think, oh, no, I'm running out of those original ideas that I had. Things of that nature as well. If you have tips and tricks, right? So how frequently do you want to release a podcast episode? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Is it bi-monthly once every two weeks? Is it daily? How long is each episode, right? Daily, you could do something like one minute tip for cons or conscious consumerism every day, you know, something like that Monday to Friday. Or you could do something along the lines of a weekly podcast about adoption resources in the foster care system and things that you could be looking for on that front. Curie is a wonderful platform that helps curate recipes for people interested for climate-friendly recipes and also to save time, right? Um, and so that's something that they could have a podcast episode on a daily thing on, on just like a one-minute recipe of the day type thing or things of that nature as well. Or they could extrapolate that out and give you tips to eat more sustainable uh, on that front that is going to be more uh, healthy for the client. So those are just some cases and based off of the guests that I've had, uh, by no means have they specifically asked me or anything of that nature or are they coming up with podcasts? It's just simply for the sake of example. But these are some things uh, that they could. And one last one would be run the world, right? Travel. How can you be a more sustainable? sustainable travel. You can create a podcast uh, series around that and you could either interview travelers doing so and create kind of an interview format or you could provide tips uh, from just one individual doing a solo episode like I am doing right now, providing tips and insight on if and when you should have a podcast for your impact driven startup. So that would be the next step in that evolution if you've decided, hey, a podcast is something for me, right? So those are just a couple of the things to consider, some ideas. But again, you could kind of see how a podcast could give you a lot of really great benefits going forward for an impact-driven startup because there need there needs to be usually a lot of education around it, right? It's also a wonderful way to get content repurposed, right? So you can put together clips, short-form clips, and put that on TikTok, on Instagram, on Reels. You can put together longer clips and put that on YouTube. Eight to 12 minutes usually works really well, especially if you're doing video, which I highly recommend if you are going to do a podcast because it's trending in the direction of videos these days. Even everything is surrounding by video is surrounded by video content. So something that you can do and you're providing a lot of value to your customers with the benefit of your podcast. You're getting another free marketing uh, channel. I shouldn't say free because of the, the obviously the upfront 
costs that are involved in that. But, you know, you're posting to all this and you're providing other platforms and ways for people to discover your startup and what you are and the impact driven solution that you're providing to society. I mean, I think it especially holds true for a lot of consumer facing products, right? You know, B2B could be valuable as well, but this is especially with your kind of sustainability brands and things of that nature, because there's a big market out there for that. And a lot of people want to learn more about it, whether that's through creating recipes that are more climate friendly, whether that's finding brands and understanding their values and things of that nature as well. If you have a tool like Finch or Cluey uh, as well, uh, Lizzie Horvitz, of course, the founder of Finch that we had on the podcast uh, earlier on too. So those are some really, really good educational kind of pieces that you can provide on that front that can really help you with kind of repurposing content on your podcast, helping it, you know, accompanying it with a blog post is also uh, really beneficial and something that you can do as well that would be able to kind of enhance and again, draw more eyes with the SEO on that front too. So those are some really good benefits that can provide to your startup, if specifically an impact-driven startup as well. But here are quickly some of the cons. You know, it's going to require a lot of energy. You're a startup founder. You have loads to do, too much to do. I guarantee every day you end the day and you're probably like, yeah, I feel like I have a, a whole nother day's work that I could do right here at night. But of course, you don't have the time to do that. So that's a con, right? Is It is very time consuming. A podcast is not easy, especially early on. If you have the money, you can outsource a lot of these things. And, and that's nice. If you don't have the money and you kind of want to save on that front, then it's going to require a lot of work, right? You got to start writing and outlining your episodes. If you do have guests, you got to source your guests and go through medium platforms for initial outreach on that front. Uh, of course, over time, it'll get helpful because if you'll be growing a network and a community for your podcast and things of that nature as well, where you don't have to do nearly as much outreach to kind of get guests. In fact, guests will more often than not start to come to you, uh, which is a wonderful feeling, let me tell you, from the start. So that's a, some good thing or some cons that you'd have to consider is, again, the amount of time that is going to be required. It's also going to require something that is dedicated, right? I mean, again, you're going to have to be very show dedication to this because you don't want to put out a podcast that's not going to provide any value or that's kind of half-assed. You know, you're going to make sure that you have to put out a podcast that shows your energy, shows your commitment and shows that you're passionate about doing so as well. Cost can be a negative. I mean, when you think about equipment and things of that nature, although one thing I will say when you think about equipment is, you know, you don't have to go out and buy the most expensive stuff just to buy the most expensive stuff to say you have it right. I mean, you can get a mic and you can get a headset, you can get a stand, uh, and all that good stuff, spend anywhere from 100 to $200, and you'll be in a good spot with some good gear that's going to provide some good sound for you. And then, of course, over time, you can determine whether or not you want to upgrade your products and things of that nature, right? Another thing to consider, audio or video. You know, again, what I mentioned earlier, I highly recommend it being in the video format and audio format. Obviously, audio is where you're going to get a lot of listens, but YouTube is a huge channel and a big search engine as well. So why not utilize that as a search engine, especially if you're going to be providing educational and kind of content for your uh, target audience? Like, for example, like with the examples that I mentioned earlier about educating around your solution and why your solution is so important. Right. I mean, that's something that I get good positive feedback on from some of my listeners on is when I have some of these companies and startups on, you get a lot of really good feedback saying, oh, wow, this is great. I didn't even know that this solution really existed. It's great to kind of have that educational platform to kind of understand and learn more about it. And so that I can kind of kickstart my own journey into it and connect with this brand in and of itself. So YouTube is a great place for that because it is a search engine, but that requires video editing and more time on that front. Video editing is different than audio editing, right? There takes a little bit more production value on that front sometimes as well. In addition to your audio value, you want to determine the length of your episodes. I kind of touched on this earlier, whether you're going to have the frequency be daily, weekly, bi-monthly or you know, every other week or every month. 
something like that, right? So you're going to have to determine, okay, how often am I going to release it? And then how often or how long are these episodes going to be? Interview episodes tend to be a little bit longer. Solo episodes can be a little bit shorter. You can do something fun like a three-minute tip update, five-minute up daily update, one-minute daily update, something like that as well on a daily format, which I've seen to be really, really productive. You know, there's a climate snippet that's one minute long, and that's it. And you just hear it every day, and it's just a, a news about climate change and an update on that front. So that's another way that you could do so and provide kind of value on that front. So going forward with equipment, that's kind of what you'd have to consider. Again, you really just need a headset, a microphone in a stand if you want one, and then you can just connect it to your computer. And then that's where you got to consider what type of recording platform do you want to use, right? Uh, if you have an office and you're in a big city, maybe you want to do a local show where it's kind of filmed and you have your guests come in and record it with you on one camera and, and things of that nature and all hooked up onto one. Or more often than not, what you're seeing a lot now is virtual and calls, remote podcast interviews where you can use a platform like Riverside FM. That's what I use. And it's a nice, great startup in and of itself. And they provide both video and audio recordings as well and also have some cool editing tools that they've been working on. So that's something to consider as well is where you're going to record your episodes. You can start off using something free like Zoom. However, you're not going to get as great of quality because you're just getting cloud recordings and not local recordings as well. Local recordings tend to be much better quality than cloud recordings, just to consider. Then you got to consider the type of podcast host you want. Like you could go through so many different companies on this front. There's Buzzsprout, there's Anchor, Anchor, of course, being audio only for the most part, but there's Buzzsprout, Podbean as well. Podbean is what I use. So those are just some examples of podcast hosts. Uh, you need a podcast host to generate what's called that RSS feed. And the RSS feed, of course, is going to be giving your podcast life, right? That's how you're going to know that it's alive and well, and that's how you're going to be able to connect it to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Pandora, Samsung Podcasts, you name it, etc. So again, some things to consider on that front too for your podcast as well. And then again, the type of show, you know, I mentioned that earlier, is it going to be an interview? Is it going to be a hosting show? Those are some things you really need to consider. And again, it depends on your target audience and what you're trying to accomplish, right? Uh, if you have the education of the time, uh, yourself and you want to provide your customers with that education, maybe more specifically about your product versus the industry as a whole, doing a single hosted episode might be better than doing an interview episode. But if you have a product that's mainly community based or things of that nature, and then your whole entire platform is giving resources and education to your target audience, and you may want to bring in professionals that are going to come in and help contribute to that community as well, right? To be more a sustainable consumer. Or if you have a brand's or a tool that's going to help with, um, you know, grading brands like uh, Cluey or Finch, right? And then you might want to have interviews with experts in the sustainability field on that front. Or if you're Curie, you might want to do cooks. Or if you're uh, run the world, you might want to do travel and stuff like that. So there's definitely very different ways that you can kind of do so. If you're women's health or something in that realm, then you can kind of go in and be a solo episode about educational, bring in doctors and things like that. So just kind of consider on that front. Also, what you're most comfortable with interviewing is a skill. It's something that kind of takes time to be good at and to really understand how to be a good interviewer. Of course, you just kind of do that and it'll kind of be able to happen. And the more that you practice, the better you'll get. But, or being able to speak in uh, solo, you're gonna have to be able to create outline points in your episode, right? And then prepare your show notes and things of that nature is also important. So also think about the style that's going to be best for you and what you are most comfortable with on that front, right? And then again, breaking down the topics, the segments of your show, right? How and that kind of goes into the frequency as well, when you're kind of thinking about that, like think about the long term, because if your podcast blows up, and then you run out of content ideas, that's not great, right? And especially if you don't have an interview style show, because then you can't be constantly reaching, you're going to be only 
limited to what you have and, and your um, knowledge and stuff like that, which obviously this is your startup, right? This is your product or this is your uh, platform or whatever it is that you're creating. Uh, you should know it pretty well. But again, these are some things that you need to consider just long term is what type of subtopics are you going to have for your episodes on that front and that you're going to be trying to provide to your target audience, right? So again, kind of consider that, uh, give you an example uh, for that on that front in terms of some of the podcast guests that I've had. And let's use one of the startups that I've interviewed as an example as well. Um, you know, again, we could go back to Cluey consumer goods, right? And brands and episodes. You could do episodes about people and stakeholders, right? And how the, the companies and brands need to be ethically treating their stakeholders and their target audience and their consumers and making sure that their marketing practices are ethical and their advertising is good, right? And there's a whole bunch of episodes you could break down within that subtopic. And then you have the sustainability portion and part of a startup or out of a company in general. And then you could talk about what are things you need to look for as a consumer from a company that means that they're sustainable, right? And that they kind of treat it well. Then you have the people, the workers and some employee practices that they have, you know, and then you can create subtopics and episodes based off of how well they treat their employees, do what type of benefits do they provide, all of that type of stuff. So there's like three subtopics that you have, and then you can break even those subtopics down into further smaller child topics to kind of create more podcast content. And again, all this can be then repurposed for your social media, which is another great pro. Your marketing department's going to love it. You're going to have loads of good content. You're going to have blog posts accompanying to this, which means you can create clips for or tweets, if you will. And then you could do Instagram videos from your Riverside FM studio, for example, cut it down. They got a cool little tool for posts on that front. So just an example of that front as well. So I just wanted to kind of give this episode and it's not going to be long. I'm going to get forward to wrap it up. But again, this is just an episode that answers some questions that I've gotten some from impact driven founders as well. When talking about a podcast, you know, a few people have kind of brought it up to me like, oh, I think having a podcast for my company would be good, but it's just time consuming. I'm not really sure where to start and all that type of stuff. And I hope that this kind of episode kind of broke that down for you a little bit and helped you kind of make sure that you're making a good or uh, not a good decision, but making sure that you're making an educated decision around whether or not a podcast is right for your impact-driven startup, right? Again, I think for most startups, it's a fantastic method to do so. It engages your audience as well, your target audience and your customers. It provides them an opportunity uh, to get a little bit more listening and understanding and learning and education. And you can also bring in cool segments and do some stuff like... Uh, you know, interview your audience on Instagram and then with they whatever, share their answers on that next podcast episode. And they can be interactive on that front, which is fun and exciting there too. So something that, again, I think you should really, really consider. But again, some of the cons as a startup founder, again, this is time consuming. This is not something that you can just kind of start up, do and, and have some fun with, right? It requires some thought. It requires some planning. It requires organization and it requires time to edit. Editing is not fun. It requires a skill. So you're going to have to make sure that you either learn it yourself and you have the time to do so or that you have enough funds to be able to outsource that and build out a team to help you out. If you're a bigger startup, then you have, might be able to utilize your marketing department to do so, right? You might be able to utilize your editing or your production teams on that type of front as well. So there are definitely ways that you can incorporate this within your company. But I think that the values and the pros, uh, specifically the pros outweigh the cons. I think it's a great way to share your message, share your education. My 
podcast is basically all about that, right? It's about educating people, startup founders, investors, and sustainable consumers about brands that are working hard to provide solutions to societal problems. And people like to hear about that. So if you can niche that down even more specifically into your target audience that is that cares about your solution, and you know you do, they, you know they do, you've already done your brand messaging, you've already figured out who that target audience is. So a lot of that hard work is kind of already done and you can make a quick and easy transition to that avatar and then just create more of a podcast specific one, right? Because not everybody listens to podcasts. A lot of people do, but not everybody does. And so you kind of have to make sure that you're on the right places and platforms to target where the people that listen to podcasts are and then how you can kind of incorporate that into your kind of product roadmap marketing plan, if you will on that front. So again, I hope this episode was kind of helpful on that front and what you should be looking for and how a podcast can be valuable to you and your startup and what it can provide it in the long term. And more importantly, the value it brings to your target audience as well. So uh, that's going to kind of conclude this episode of the podcast. Just to recap, we broke down some of the pros, some of the cons, why you should consider starting a podcast for your impact-driven company. And then, of course, things you need to consider when it comes to equipment, when it comes to your podcast host, when it comes to how you're going to record your podcast, when it comes to the frequency of your podcast posting, and then how long your episodes will be and what type of episodes you will have as well. If you have any questions about podcasting, please feel free to shoot me a message. I love doing it for impact-driven founders. I love being able to share their message and their solution on a regular basis. It's a huge passion of mine, obviously. It's why I have the show. So definitely make sure that if you do have questions and you are thinking about it and you're listening to this episode, hit me up. Be happy to jump on a call with you and uh, kind of break it down and, and go through that decision-making process with you to see if it's a really good decision for you or if maybe it's a better alternative to use a different form of kind of marketing on that front as well. Maybe short-form videos are just as important and we'll do it for you or maybe not. So again, hope that that's valuable to you. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can message, email me at william at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com. Of course, you can shoot me a message on Instagram at Talking Solutions Podcast and on LinkedIn as well, either through my name, William Cheshire, or give me a follow on the recently launched Talking Solutions LinkedIn account as well. We got some really great content for you there to find as well in rounds of impact-driven investment and social entrepreneurship and tips, articles, all that type of fun stuff too. So please be sure to shoot me a message. Love to chat more about it with you. Hope this was valuable. And we'll get back to the interview rounds. Got some exciting guests uh, in the coming weeks. We're going to be talking about deep tech and investing in deep tech as well. We also have some women's health brand that's blowing up on TikTok over 500 thousand followers and then of course over 20,000 on Instagram so excited to share that guest and startup with you as well so that's all coming in the near future and in the next couple of weeks here on the talking solutions podcast and I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week please be sure to drop a review subscribe to my social media accounts and of course to the podcast episode on your favorite podcast uh, listening uh, program and application on whatever device you use. So I hope everybody has a great rest of your week and I look forward to chatting with you on the next episode of the Talking Solutions podcast.